Mark and Dan. Mark and Dan. Podcast. Mark and Dan. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, Mark and Dan Meets World probably presents to you our podcast. Mark, how are you doing today? You know what, Dan? Uh, if we're going to do this podcast, I want to do it at the right place. I want to do it at the abandoned warehouse on 5th Street. No, we're going to do it in Feeney's backyard, supper time. You know what? How about the abandoned Sapels on 117th? No. Breakfast time, my kitchen. You know what? How about the abandoned strip club on West 25th? You know, Mark, how about we just do this podcast on Anchor? Is it abandoned? Thank you guys for coming back listening to another episode of Mark and Dan Meet World. Today we're talking about Season 2, Episode 21, The Thriller in Villa. This got 7.9 out of 10 with 171 votes on IMDb. This episode came out on May 5th, 1995. I just want to point this out. The last episode we did was Pop Quiz. That date was 3-10-95. So a full month went by. Almost two months went by before they did another episode. It was probably what? For like uh, some sort of, probably like March Madness, I would assume. You're you're probably right in, in your thinking with that. Because there's after this episode, there's only two more episodes left in the season. So I think it's just really weird to have a two-month gap for three episodes left. Yeah. Oh, and especially because wrestling season would be over by this time. Yeah. Uh, so the episode's title is a play on the Thrilla in Manila, which if you're a boxing fan, it was the nickname given by Muhammad Ali in the 1975 WBA slash WBC heavyweight championship match where... Uh, Muhammad Ali went up against Joe Frazier. So that's yes. a little bit of boxing trivia for you. Of course, anybody who's a Muhammad Ali fan definitely knows uh, definitely knows that fight. Yeah, he's the greatest. But here we come up with this episode. Topanga comes up to Corey and Sean. We haven't seen Topanga in a little bit here. Mm-hmm. She wants to talk to him about the, year, uh, about the yearbook, trying to get everyone's accomplishments, and she just points out that the two of them were so pathetic that they didn't accomplish anything. Um Corey goes to blame the the jocks because he sees the jocks and they got their big letterman jacket and they all kind of walk in a pack and, you know, they come over, one of them picks up Sean and they say he's too heavy. And then they pick up Corey and he starts shaking him around. He goes, he's perfect. (laughs) And the one, (laughs) and and there's two main wrestlers here. There's Savage and there's Murphy. Now Murphy was played by Matt Jared. Savage was played by Charles Carpenter. He was actually in birds of prey. Um, I thought you were going to say that Murphy was played by RoboCop. <laughs> was he and, RoboCop? <laughs> yeah. I I also like the fact that the uh, the one wrestler, his name was Savage, and he picked up Ben Savage. Yeah. Like, I didn't even <laughs> put that together. I was just thinking Macho Man the whole time. Yeah. And I was kind of upset. Like, he didn't pick up Corey Matthews. And let me tell you something here. You're going to join the wrestling team. And you're going to join the confetti weight, 108-pound weight class. Which, by the way, isn't a real fucking thing. Uh, (laughs) So he he picked up Corey. And he rose Corey to the cream of the crop. 
And he wasn't thinking, thinking, thinking. Oh, and Corey, Corey decided to join the wrestling team because there wasn't anyone else in his weight class. No one to snap him like a Slim Jim. Uh, <laughs> dig it. Yeah. <laughs> this bit goes out to the 25% of fans <laughs> who get you this know, reference. We could, we could really do a Macho Man impression for the rest of the show uh, if we wanted to. But the Jacks Just do by. it like the old commentary like he did back in like 94. <laughs> I'll tell you, McMahon. <laughs> but the jocks give Corey the jacket. They give him his wrestling uh, singlet. They call it a uniform, but it's a singlet. And they go, Corey, here's your candy. And it's just a girl named Candy. Yeah. Who's pe- played by Kelly Picard. Uh, she was in California Dreams and Baywatch. I would assume that she's at least 18. Yeah. <laughs> just looking at her and they're like, oh, what do we give a seventh grader? How about an 18 year old girl? Like, I didn't yeah. realize the wrestling team was for human trafficking. Yeah. Uh, she's wearing booty shorts the entire episode, too. Well, it is May. Uh, yeah. Would you count Candy as one of Corey's girlfriends? I do not. Why is that? Because ultimately there's no intimacy between the two of them. And mm-hmm. she's really not with him. She goes with the jacket, which we'll find okay. out later. All right, so you're the official judge, and you've given your judgment. Candy is not a girlfriend. She is not a girlfriend. The next scene, Eric's coming down the steps. Corey has Eric in a chokehold. Um, Corey gives mom and dad the permission to slip to join the wrestling team. And he's uh, applying it wrong, by the way. Yeah, he's yeah he's not doing anything right, which yeah. just goes on to show that Eric Matthews is probably the biggest pussy in sitcom history. If yeah. he can't. Girl, ten pounds correctly uh, yeah. <laughs> in season one, and he's getting choked out incorrectly and still like can't breathe. Yeah, er- Eric, man up, buddy. Um, <laughs> but it's great because Dad's excited that Corey wants to join the wrestling team, and Mom is kind of nervous because she says it's dangerous and it's ruthless. And Eric steps in and says, "You know, you don't understand these guys. These guys are killers. They will break every bone in Corey's body, Dad." Use my pen. Uh, <laughs> Which is something my brother would do. I was going to say, that is such a brother thing to do. We cut to Feeney's class. Feeney's teaching, and a massage table comes in for Griff. Feeney is pretty upset about all the shenanigans. Griff gets, Griff gets on the table, and Feeney grabs the table, and he goes, oh, are you going to crack my back? And Feeney says, don't tempt me. Uh, <laughs> which I, just, I, love, I love angry Feeney. Yeah. That, like, deep growl he does yeah. is just amazing. Like you you never want to hear that if you were on the receiving end. Uh-huh. And he he sends Griff to the principal. Well, so he takes him out in the hallway, and Julie and Frankie walk up with a box full of lobsters uh, <laughs> that they just got from the airport. Yeah. So Feeney, here's the thing. Feeney is just so upset at Griff for having a massage table come in that he's not even acknowledging the fact that that Frankie and Joey left school grounds on a school day to go to the airport. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so he sends Griff to the principal's office and he encourages Frankie and Joey to get their own life. We cut over to Chubby's Corey's sitting with the team. Topanga walks in. She gives, um, Corey gives her his yearbook quote accomplishments and memories. Um, you know, the, the memory is joining the, uh, the accomplishment is, joining the wrestling team. His greatest memory was meeting Candy. And his yearbook quote is, Rawr! Um, <laughs> Our school wasn't, like, cool enough to let us get um, a senior quote. Because I would have picked something dumb. 
Like I, I don't know what I would have picked at 17, but I'm sure it would still be hilarious today if I had time to think about it. You better watch out. You better not cry. There's a terrorist attack. It can only be saved by one guy and a St. Bernard. Dan Brown and Heyman save Christmas. That's right. Dan Brown, my co-host of Mark and Dan Meets World, has his full comic book series out and available right now. A real Scrooge of a terrorist blows up Santa's toy shop, putting Christmas in jeopardy. It's on a recently fired comedian and his trusty four-legged best friend to make sure Christmas is saved for all the boys and girls across the world. Dan Brown and Heyman, save Christmas. You can go to danbrowncomedy.com for more information. That's danbrowncomedy.com. Topanga walks away. Um, she goes over to Sean and she asks, where do you think Corey will end up? And Sean's he's like, don't you mean me? And she says, I said you. And he said, no, you said Corey. You like Corey. And he, he's really <laughs> getting on Topanga. So this is the first acknowledgement from somebody other than Corey and Topanga about mm-hmm. the two of them liking each other. Yeah. I always kind of felt that Sean always knew that yeah. Corey and Topanga were going to end up together. Well, we do find out in a later season that he apparently uh, would tell Mr. Feeney, he's like, stop it. They're gonna, they should be married. Um, yeah. But we'll get that, that in a future episode. <laughs> the wrestling team gets all riled up. They're about to start a fight. Mr. Turner breaks it up and he goes, Corey, which one of these goons started it? And Corey said, this, this guy. Uh, <laughs> um, he goes to talk to Mr. Turner in private and Corey is just so excited. He goes, everything's great. He was like, there's no one in my weight class. I never have to wrestle. And immediately after he says that, Murphy comes by and lets him know that he has to fight. <laughs> um, he's got challenged for a spot by Joey. He goes, dead or alive, you're going to wrestle. Yeah. Well, what was great was that <laughs> Frankie walked in first. And he goes, whoa, whoa, whoa. What's my weight class actually go up to? Uh, <laughs> um, we cut to Corey. He's jumping rope in the gym when Sean walks in and he realizes it's just two strings on ropes. <laughs> like yeah. it's not actually connected. Sean's wait, wait, you just missed it. Sean walks in wearing the Jesus holding a basketball t-shirt. You had to point that out to me <laughs> before we started recording. And I had to go back and be like, son of a bitch. You're right. Well, Joey comes in to train. He's got Frankie with him. Frankie is trying to do like sumo wrestling. And yeah. <laughs> Frankie is just running into him. And Corey's feeling good about himself. He's got nothing to fear. And then Joey drop kicks Frankie, and Corey is now scared, which I don't know why he's scared because you can't drop kick somebody in amateur wrestling. Yeah, I was going to say that you did amateur wrestling, correct? I wrestled from eighth grade to 12th grade, yes. Okay. So uh, when we get to the when we get to the actual match, is anything in that match an actual like way you would wrestle? No, when I started wrestling, I asked the coach and I was like, because he knew I was a wrestling fan. I'm like, could I hit someone with a rock bottom? He's like, you will never hit anyone with a rock bottom. And I was like, well, can I put on a Taz mission? He goes, no, no, these are not real moves. Um, We'll get to the match here in a little bit. First, we got Corey coming down the steps. Dad's excited for his match. Mom's worried. Dad made him a protein drink. It's the same stuff, which we do acknowledge that his dad was a boxer in the Navy one more time. I'm glad they're keeping that continuity up. Yeah, at least for now. Um, (laughs) Eric runs down. uh, Mom tells him to to eat something. He grabs dad's drink, gulps it down. (laughs) It goes gross. 
runs out and we hear Feeny yell, not on my azaleas. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Isn't uh, so the episode where Corey in uh, season one where Corey gets this squirt gun. Uh, he didn't Mr. Feeny go not on my azaleas. Yes. So he's really protective over his fucking azaleas. Yeah. Well, have you ever seen his garden? He does re- do a really good job. He takes pride in that garden. The next scene, we are in the gym. Uh, we're ready for the match. Sean watches on. Frankie watches on. Joey charges. Corey moves because Corey noticed that Frankie did not move whatsoever. Joey's shocked. He's shocked that people are allowed to move. Uh, Corey then just kind of picks an ankle and then pins him. But he applied no pressure. Yeah, it was whatsoever. A- yeah, like I, I don't really know anything about amateur wrestling. My my experience is in professional wrestling, but that looked really weak. <laughs> yeah, well, he put no weight on him whatsoever. Why wouldn't yeah. why wouldn't Joey just lift up his arm a little bit? He would have not been pinned. And what I don't get is they had fucking Vader there. Like Vader has to have like some sort of like wrestling background. They could have like showed him like Hey, uh, if you do this, it'll look kind of real. Or like, not he doesn't have to be like something spectacular, but like something where it's just like, like how like you, somebody who actually wrestles, you can pick that up and go like, oh yeah, that was a, a great amateur wrestling move uh-huh. to get him down. Something. Yeah, they could have they could have had something along that lines. They didn't because it's obviously just a kid's sitcom, and they're like, okay, let's make it. So- as for as cheap as possible, uh, yeah. the smart guy has to use the set here in 20. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but Joey's upset that he lost fair and square. So he wants a rematch unfair and unsquare. And he calls Corey yellow. Um, he shows up at Chubby's. He's calling him on the payphone. He's in his locker. He pops out of the trash. He keeps going yellow, yellow, yellow. And the wrestling team tells Corey to pound him. Um, they each go back and forth to places. Joey wants abandoned places. Corey wants things that are kind of close to home to where anybody can call it off. And then Griff decides, hey, we're going to have it on neutral ground. Uh, We're going to have, we'll do this in the gymnasium after hours. And they're like, well, you don't have keys to the school. And then he pulls out keys to the school and says, neither does janitor bud. What? (laughs) Not you. (laughs) Attention, Mark and Dan meets world listeners. The suburbs of Cleveland, Ohio are about to meet their match when three best friends have come across hardships on trying to make their dream movie. Follow Craig, Jamie, and motherfucker Dave as they beg, borrow, and steal their way to achieve legendary status only on Mark McKay's indie comedy hit, Suburban Legends, Life on the Rainbow Road. Starring Sean Manos, Mary Lee Osborne, Matthew Phillips, Josh Miller, Haley Madison, and a special appearance by Lloyd Kaufman. I have one question for you. Are you ready to be a suburban legend? Available now on storeenvy.com slash Mark McKay's Gimmick Table. That's storeenvy, S-T-O-R-E-N-V-Y dot com slash M-A-R-K-M-A-C-K-A-Y-E-S Gimmick Table. So the next scene, Corey's talking to Sean. Corey's ready to back down and he goes, it's not like it's in front of the entire entire school. So it's the second time that Corey's actually made a statement that blows up immediately after he says it. Yeah. Cause he walks down the whole school's there. Yeah. 
and they're all like cheering. There's music. There's like a band going on. And well, here's the thing they don't point out: Topanga was in the front row. Yeah, <laughs> like you would think this is something Topanga would be like. I'm not going to entertain something this stupid. Yeah, so so Topanga paid her ten dollars to get in. Yeah, <laughs> she paid to, to watch an idiot get pounded. Robert Goulet comes out to sing the national anthem, which is really cool. Yasmin Bleak from Baywatch comes out and kisses Griff. She's apparently the VIP that they have. Yeah. And it's Robert like Robert Goulet of Beetlejuice fame and Yasmin Bleak of uh, basketball fame. Yes. Yes. Thank you. Wrong winger. Ah. Yeah. I fucking love basketball. That's such a great fucking movie, dude. What a. What... Wake up, bitch. You're my new best friend. Are we going yeah. to the zoo? <laughs> Yasmin Bleak is there. And Sean pretends to be drowning to get Yasmin Bleak to give him CPR. And he goes, oh, you can't blame a guy. Uh, which you really can. He, and for a seventh grade kid, that was actually probably the smartest thing Sean has done. Yeah. You got to give him uh, kudos for being ballsy enough to try that. <clears throat> so I do want to point out here. Apparently, the surprise tag team partner is John Adams' legendary thug. It was no other than the man they call Vader, who was Leon White. But everyone yeah. just knew him as Vader. Yeah, so there's a bit of an inconsistency with Boy Meets World here because uh, Vader is Frankie's dad. So in later in the episode, Mr. Feeney calls him Leslie. Yeah. And then in the later episode, they call him uh, Frankie Sakino Sr. But his real name is Leon White. So they just like just totally fucked around. Like I wish they would have kept it with Leslie, at least Leslie Stakino. You know, I I can go on all day about Vader. Uh, it's always because uh, Boy Meets World. I always thought Vader was a a face because like in later episodes, like you know he's a nice guy. Yeah. So I always thought he was a face, and I always thought like uh, Jake the Snake was a heel. No, it and was then, reversed. Yeah. And it was because Boy Meets World. I was always like confused. I was, and then because I remember buying Vader action figures, like, oh man, Boy Meets World, yeah. And then, um, I, it was like when like I got the WWE Network. I was watching like old Summer Slams and stuff like that. And then I was like, oh, Vader's a bad guy, yeah. huh? How about that? Well, you'll notice here, Vader was wearing the WCW United States title on him. Um, which at the time when they recorded this, he was the WCW US champion. Mm -hmm. However, he was stripped of that title on April 23rd. So about two weeks before this episode aired, he was no longer champion. Yeah. Because um, he, uh, he was big Van Vader in WCW. And then when he went to WWE, he was just Vader. But Eric shows up. He says uh, he bought a ticket to see an idiot get pounded, um, which I just have to ask. Did this ticket imply that Corey was the idiot getting pounded or that Corey and Frankie are idiots and one of them's or I'm sorry that or that Corey and Joey are idiots and just one of these idiots are going to get pounded? You know what I mean? Yeah, I always kind of figured it was the latter where somebody was going to get beat up and then that was the ticket. Eric yeah. was sold. Because I was about to say because it's see an idiot get pounded and as a kid i thought that meant like everyone wanted to see Corey get beat up mm -hmm. but having said that Corey had already beaten joey earlier in this episode so why would they think he's going to get pounded yeah uh, 
which that actually leads us to this week's sponsor of the week. <clears throat> Hello, Mark and Dan Meets World listeners. I got a question for you. Are you ready? This Saturday night, live at John Adams High Gymnasium, it's See an Idiot Get Pounded! See John Adams High Superstars face off. Corey, the Corey Matthews, defends his jacket against Joey, the Rat Epstein. And in a Texas death match, father and son duo, Vader and Frankie the Enforcer, Go head-to-head with bitter foes and now tag team partners, Eric, the weatherman, Matthews, and George Feeney. Special guest VIP, Yasmin Bleef. Special guest announcer, Robert Goulet. And in our main event match, a match for the ages, trapped inside of a steel cage with special guest referee, Donald Gibb. Chauncey Mania runs wild with the return of Chauncey Lombardi taking on I'm not number two, I'm D1 Guy. That seeing idiot get pounded this Saturday night. You'll pay for the whole seat, but you'll only need the edge. <laughs> That's my favorite ad. That is you know what? I knew you were doing the John Cena music, and I was like, it's already my favorite ad. But that is, that's going to be a hard one to top going forward. <laughs> well, it's time to see an idiot get pounded. Sean rings the ring bell, and <laughs> Corey, uh, Corey starts off the match with Joey, and he's doing really good. And then Joey tags in Frankie. So this was a singles match that automatically turned into a tag match two minutes into the episode. And I'm like, God damn it, we're watching Raw. Uh... (laughs) Yeah. With 20 minutes of people talking. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, damn it. I wish I would have thought of that one. (laughs) Well, (laughs) Corey decides to tag in Eric. Um, it wasn't a legal tag. It, it was like under the rope and everything. Eric wasn't even touching the turnbuckle or the tag yeah. rope. Uh, so it's like the, it was like an episode of AEW. Um, <laughs> Eric then pokes Frankie in the eyes and then headbutts him. Both illegal maneuvers. He does that right in front of the referee. So I'm like, yep, that's Rick Knox. Um, <laughs> Vader then tags in. And he picks up Eric and he puts him in like the gorilla press position where he's he's just holding Eric over his head. And Corey charges him and falls him over immediately. Um, that's when Feeney and Turner walk in and Feeney jumps in the ring like a baller. Uh, yeah. Just a Dude, badass. A fucking badass, man. But no we've fear. only really Yeah, we get to see Feeney for two times, only two times in this episode. We see him <laughs> threaten to kill Griff uh in front of a class and then we see him face down vader uh what a total g yeah turner then talks to Corey. he asks for the sidebar and that's when Corey goes you know have you not learned i am wrong about absolutely everything um feeney orders vader to put down eric and feeney is telling he's like you know i'm not one of your punk students anymore you can't tell me what to do feeney he goes you want to bet leslie and then <laughs> Uh, he tell he does Leslie. So, which really, it's like, would you make fun of Vader for having the name Leslie? Hell no. That's like, 
that's like if you found out Brock Lesnar's name was Leslie, you'd be like, ah, your name's Leslie. And it's like, you're going to fucking die. for doing Yeah. That. He's already a giant monster. Why would I do that? And then, uh, <laughs> Vader then tells him, he's like, next time, Feeney. And there will be a next time. Texas death match. And Feeney goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. You were scarier with acne. <laughs> and right there, <laughs> the fucking Mr. Beanie burn of the week. This has been the Mr. Feeney burn of the week. You just got burned. Somebody help me. Oh, it was great. Defeated Vader with six words. You were scarier when you had acne. (laughs) Well, this match ended with no finish. I'm like, yep, it was an episode of Raw. Uh... (laughs) But I do love when Feeney left the ring. He was like, this is why I avoid reunions. So Corey and Sean are in the hall. Um, Corey decides to quit the team. He turns his coat over to him. He asks Candy where she's going. She goes, I'm going with the coat. So that's why I officially say that Candy is not dating Corey. Corey, Mm -hmm. she is not one of Corey's girlfriends. Uh, If anything, she is the Jacket's girlfriend. Fair enough. And then Topanga comes by to talk to Corey. Um... Sean does one of those, you like him, coughing. Uh, I, you know, when I was in the seventh grade, there was one kid who, uh, in our class, Ryan, who used to call this girl Robin a whore. And he would yeah. do things, whore, whore, uh, whore, whore. Do you like horror movies? Uh, and he would do that all the time. Uh, I, I do the coughing thing whenever I go to the movies and people are like on their phone. I go, get off your phone. Yeah. <laughs> So you say your statement after you do the whole call. Yeah, I just do it real obvious. <laughs> well, Topanga asks if if um, he still wants to quote Rar, and he asked her, he's like, you know, what did you write? And she wrote, I do my thing, you do your thing, you do you, and I do I. And if somehow we meet, it's beautiful. That's not the exact verbiage that she used. Uh, yeah. But then Corey said, yeah, write the same thing for me. Uh, which is kind I, of like a sweet moment, but like at the same time, it's like Corey really put no thought whatsoever into that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I get where they were going with it, but yeah, like Corey could have came up with something like he, he didn't really learn anything. Um, I think Topanga pretty much spelled it out. So the Mr. Feeney lesson of the week is really the Topanga lesson of the week where, um, this is actually like a quote that like I memorized by heart. And when I was watching this episode, I actually said it like, word for word with Topanga says, I do my thing. You do your thing. You are you. And I am I. And if in the end we end up together, it's beautiful. I just love that quote. Um, so I would say that's a Topanga lesson of the week. It's definitely a good lesson. At the end of the episode here, we see Feeney. Um, it's detention. He has Corey. He has Griff. He's got Frankie and Joey. Corey's scared to be left alone. Uh, which shame on Feeney for leaving Corey alone with the guy that he just tried to fight in school after hours. Yeah. <laughs> um, and all of his like buddies too. Yeah. And this is how cool Griff was. He goes, Oh, you never did detention with me. And then like, here comes Robert Goulet. Yeah. And I was like, this is fucking cool. I want to, I want to have detention with Griff. This sounds like a fun time. But this school apparently in Philadelphia, and I get that this isn't like the dangerous part of Philadelphia, People are just coming and going at all times. The doors are never locked straight. Robert Goulet is just coming in unannounced. Um, <laughs> I would let him just walk right into my house. I'll go, yeah, sure, man. Go ahead. You, you got him, Robert Goulet. 
Well, there's nothing in my house that's going to be anything nicer than what's in his house. Yeah. <laughs> but that but that is for it for that episode. IMDb gave it 7.9 out of 10. For two weeks in a row, I'm giving this a 9. I'm going to go ahead and side with you again. 9 as well. The Disney Plus description is, Corey takes extreme measures to make his life look exciting. And... <laughs> <laughs> Like he's like, I'm trying to make my life exciting. I would say that is exciting. Like you got to not only like be on the wrestling team for a fucking week, but you got to like wrestle in front of Yasmin Bleef, Robert Goulet, and Vader. You can say you had a match in front of those three people. How many people can say that? I besides like the roster at like WrestleMania six, but yeah like still like that's still kind of it's kind of a pretty cool thing well based on the wrestling product that's going around today in 2021 more people were watching that match in the john adams high high school uh gymnasium than actually watch monday night raw on a weekly basis now i haven't uh, watched monday night raw since wrestlemania i i i record it and i watch it on fast forward but we hope you guys are not listening to us on Fast Forward. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Mark and Dammy Thrilled. Next week, we're talking about Season 2, Episode 22, Career Day. That's going to be a super fun Ooh. episode. A very deep episode, too, because it's... That episode right there is going to be a massive stake in the life of Sean Hunter that we are going to see continue just for the rest of the series. But we're going we're gonna to do a deep dive into that episode here next week. Uh, for this week, I want to thank you guys one more time for listening. Follow us on Instagram, at Mark and Dan Meets World. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com, slash Mark and Dan Meets World. Subscribe wherever you're listening to. Thank you for continuing to listen to us. Thank you for your support. For Mark, I'm Dan. Have a good night. Do good. Mark and Dan. Mark and Dan. Podcast. Mark and Dan.